0: Join AIA's Clay Hall as he interviews guests who will share their successes and sometimes challenges that we can all learn from. We don't just dip our toes into the most important issues in the promotional products industry. We cannonball into them to help entrepreneurs grow and succeed in this ever-changing promotional products industry. Welcome to On Air with AIA. I'm Clay Hall, your host. And today I'm honored to be with entrepreneur podcast host, Best-selling author and most important job mom, uh, Stacey Tushel. So Stacey, welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Clay. Thanks for having me here.
0: Yeah. Hey, good to see you again. And thanks yeah, for doing you Appreciate it. Um, so let's just jump right in. Um, you do all kinds of, of interesting activities and coaching, and you're you're doing podcasts, you've written books about it, really about how to help entrepreneurs grow their business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've, uh, you've really coined the the foot traffic formula. That you've you know pushed and branded and and you Mm -hmm. talk about so tell me about that and and the different pillars that, that go along with that
1: yeah definitely so as somebody who lives and breathes small business i've been doing it for the last 18 years Definitely some trial and error. So we started to recognize what was working and what wasn't. And we started to see this pattern. And it's actually four T's that we kind of came up with. So in the foot traffic formula, the first stage is driving traffic, right? Trying to get people more aware about who you are, your brand, what you what you stand for. And I think that's usually where small business owners' attention goes. It's to driving that traffic. We we always want to be bigger on social media, bigger email lists, more customers, right? So that's number one. Number two is when you're driving that traffic, we want to capture their attention. We want to capture that lead. So that's think about it as lead generation. So capturing maybe emails or phone numbers or addresses to send out those promotional items, things like that. Um, driving traffic without touch in place is one of the biggest mistakes we see entrepreneurs making. So it's incredibly important that 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 formula flows together. And then that third piece is transaction. So you drive that traffic, you capture them as a lead. How do we take that lead and convert them into sales, right? That's really what you want. As much as you think you want more Instagram followers and bigger live views on Facebook, you really want more customers. And we forget that sometimes when we get in the thick of things um, or we're you know doing those daily social media posts. Like, what are we actually doing here today? And then it's a triangle, and in the middle is what we call tracking, and it's our secret sauce. And tracking really is actually tied into all three of those T's. So we need to be tracking what we want those metrics to look like. We track our traffic. We track our touch. We track our transaction, because they say what you measure increases. And that has been so important, especially in a time like now when COVID has hit and our numbers are down, right? We're, we're looking at last year's numbers and that event we did and, and it starts to snowball. But we've got to make sure that we're tracking our metrics to see, okay, well, we're doing better than last week or we're, we're hitting this and oh, wow, this is still up. So tracking is really that secret sauce that can give you a lot of relief or sometimes it can give you the kick in the butt to say, ooh, we're dropping the ball here and we need to start heading in this direction
0: sure sure and you, you so you talked about a lot of things there what are what are some of the mistakes you see that that people make
1: yeah so one of the things i like to use as an analogy is the bathtub so if you can imagine you've got a bathtub and you are trying to fill that bathtub with water um i always say to people if you're if you're if the traffic is the water coming in and you are so focused on driving traffic but your drain is open right you're losing leads you're losing sales Why put all of that time and energy into your social media, into whatever it is you're doing to build awareness and and put your brand out there? If you don't have the formula set up, you're going to have a lot of lost energy, right? You're pouring so much into driving that traffic and trying to get them maybe on your email list or whatever that is, but if you're not converting them into the sales, right? Right. It makes a big, big difference. I also like to use that analogy of what do you really want? If you were taking a bath, would you want a lot of cold water or a little bit of hot? Right? It sounds so simple. And everybody usually shouts out, oh, definitely a little bit of hot. I would take a little, take a little bit of hot way more than a lot of cold. But that's not what I see when I look at small business owners and the traffic they're driving. They're trying to cast a wide net. They're trying to go after everybody, do all of the things, right? And we have to remember that a little bit of a hot is going to convert a whole lot more than a lot of colds.
0: Well, you know, you just touched on something really interesting. And I was on a call earlier today talking about this where uh, in in our industry, and I'm sure you see this because you work with a lot of different industries. I don't think uh, necessarily uh, only pertain to to promotional products, but we see and what I've seen is this, a a challenge of really shifting gears into industries that you haven't been comfortable with. Right. Mm -hmm. So now, now the, the little bit of hot is turned off from that customer, but guess what? There are other people that are spending money and, and how do you, you know, how does an entrepreneur then really change that focus and that attention? And like you said, you know, measure in maybe another area. Such right? a
1: good point. I think we get so stuck in what used to work, you know, what our bestseller was, mm-hmm. uh, where the money was coming from before. And the longer you stay in that old, you know, pre-March 2020 phase, the harder it's going to be for you to adapt and really have that agility, which is what we need you know, somebody had asked me what small business owners will succeed. And I said, it's not about a certain industry. It's not about what they sell or what they do. It's who is the most resourceful, who is the Mm -hmm. most agile, who is willing to move quickly and, and just try new things. Right? So as you're saying, you know, somebody is maybe stuck on events are gone, right? I just had a, a baker who her revenue mostly came from weddings and, the weddings are gone, you know, at least the the 400 person wedding is gone. Now they're 50. So her cake orders are drastically being cut, um, sometimes completely cut. And she just told me I had my biggest month this month. And it was because I finally had to let go of the wedding cake, you know, the, the thing that was making me all the money. And I started to say, like, well, what is COVID now inspiring? What are people looking for? What, what could, could I be doing? And that kind of thinking created so much more innovation. And it just makes her business even stronger, right? So when when we get back to our new normal, she can still have other streams of revenue. So I would ask yourself, yes, maybe certain things that happened in 2019 and the beginning of 2020, they're not here anymore but there is still opportunity and room for you to look outside of the box. And maybe if you're so stuck in what it is you've been doing, take some time to brainstorm, check out other industries, get inspired by what people are doing in the world right now as major pivots are happening
0: right yeah absolutely and you know so you, you mentioned one thing about uh lead you know the lead generation piece i want to go back to that as it pertains to really that you know shifting that idea and, and being you know, agile and adapting and so forth um so if i'm an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and i i say hey stacy i need help with lead generation right yeah. what do you tell me to do what do i do
1: Yeah, so um, always I'm going to ask you first, well, who are you trying to serve and what do they need right now? So maybe you had lead generation before, maybe you were, you know, had a video tutorial online or a, a sample checklist or a PDF or something. It's possible that whatever you were doing before has now become irrelevant. Right. Um, And maybe you, you have something, but you need to make a little bit more of an assessment of, is this still relevant to today? So I would ask you, what does your person need? So looking at your industry of promotional items, um, what is something that they are still buying for? Or what is something that all of a sudden now they maybe need to buy something be- that they didn't need to before, right? What is that thing? Clay, is there something that comes to mind that um, promotional, that businesses, I know I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Um, is there something that comes to mind that businesses are now needing because of COVID? You know, something that I'm thinking yeah. of is. I was going to a lot of events myself as, a, as at a conference, I was gonna be a spectator in the audience. And now all of a sudden they're all turning virtual and they're sending me a lot of swag boxes, right? Yeah. Something maybe different like that, that you can think of, or should we use that example?
0: Well, so there's there's that example, uh, you know, and then you know, when we talked, um, you know, a few weeks ago, we were talking about, you know, really the, the growth of uh, people needing to wear masks, right? Yes. In schools, at events. You know, kind of outside your home. You know, a lot of states now have mandatory mask requirements, so that has that's been you know really the big. Um, it's actually the most popular searched item now in our industry. Where yes. a year ago it was pens and tote bags,
1: right? Completely, right? and then hand
0: sanitizer, huge. Yeah. Right. So then you get outside of that, and we are seeing a little bit of some traditional promo come back in what you just said. or right? to figure out how do you take that virtual event now. Great. We've all done what you and I are doing right now. You and I yeah. happen to be on camera recording this podcast, but now people want more than this. They want yeah. more than, you know, me in my office, you in your office, you know, and, and there's a lot of uh, thought um, leadership around how do we now take those to the next level, right? Yeah. And what does that look like? Because, you know, I don't know about you, but I am like webinar and, <laughs> Google hangout or zoom yeah. meeting or whatever you're doing, I'm, like, I'm just kind of done.
1: Yeah, you know? I do think you are right. What used to work before this has nothing to do with COVID, but what used to work before is no longer working now. So like the free PDF or the free checklist that maybe you were doing really well with a year or two or three years ago, it's just not good enough anymore for our our industry, right? We have to start to step it up. So much so that when I give a freebie or a free offer of some sort, I want people to think, wow, I should be paying for this. Like it's that good that I should be paying for it. And if your freebie isn't that good, right, you're going to have a problem. I had somebody uh, recently, one of my clients said, I'm thinking about making a $27 checklist where I'm going to give 20 things about whatever she is, what she was selling. And I said, I could probably find that on Pinterest right now for free. So if I can find it for free, who is spending $27 on your checklist, right? So the small little offer needs to kind of be enhanced, right? We need to be adding to it. And definitely that freebie of some sort needs to feel like I should be paying for this.
0: Well, that and that is such a great point, particularly for any of the distributors you know, in our industry that are listening to this you know we there are uh, self promos that happen all the time and you've probably received a lot of them yep. right um we talk about spec samples a lot you know and then and the spec sample in my mind is really where that that free item adds value and and, and there's perceived value when you receive it and they might think wow i probably should have paid for this thing this is really cool mm. right and that's yeah. that's where I think we're headed and oh by the way now that we've figured out how to do a lot of this this might, you know, this may be normal. Yeah, there'll be some uh, some events where people go to them, but a lot of these events, they're like, yeah, gee, this is way easier to do. We yeah. Easier to pull off. So I think there's a lot of reimagining what mm-hmm. the business and how you use, you know, not only personal products but really lots of industries how they engage is going to be critical.
1: Yeah. I think we've had a major pivot and we're not completely going back to where it was pre-COVID. So you're right. Some things are here to stay and we have to recognize that. So be careful if you're fighting all of these Zooms and webinars and everything else, because some people are going, wow, I can do this right from my home. I can pick and choose what I want to watch or go to. Mm -hmm. So just ask yourself, like, what does your ideal client need right now? And and that's the best part is you can be creating – Our foot traffic formula, that in itself is a sales funnel. So you can be creating multiple sales funnels for multiple different industries or niches or talking to a specific person. As somebody who owns a physical brick and mortar business, I get the promotional items all the time. They're sending me pens. They're sending me post-its, right? We get them. Now, unfortunately, half of the stuff I'm not even seeing as the business owner, the front desk is seeing, right? It's got to be something good enough that, yes, she is going to say something to me or or say, can we get more of these, right? Like, I really like these post-its and I want to get more. That's the only way I'm even seeing it. So I think what we need to be doing is better educating our audience how to use what we're giving off, not just sending that pen over or sending over those post-its, but showing like what it could be. So let's say one of your, your people are selling masks that are now custom with their logo on it. You know, educating them that maybe you had a business with you know like nice and neat uniforms and everybody looked identical and now all of a sudden everybody's wearing their crazy different looking masks, right? Completely right. throwing off the uniform, right? Um, maybe you want to educate them on let's still keep that professional look you've been doing. Get our custom masks that will match your brand or match your logo, and everybody can look uniform just like you wanted.
0: Well, it's so funny that you said that. So over the weekend, uh, watching TV, and there was a commercial for Domino's. Yeah. And if you've seen it, it's the contactless delivery and all this stuff. But the the difference was the masks were branded and they all look the same. Yep. And then I leave that afternoon, I go down to our local grocery store and it's what you just said. Like, what is going on in here? Like, do you work yep. here? Because it's hard to tell now. It is. Absolutely. Right? I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure unless you've got your apron on, it's got your you know grocery store name on it.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I'm not sure. Yeah. So those are things that to, to really think about. Um, one of the things in in you know get, if we get back to the foot traffic formula, one of the things you mentioned when we talked before, um, and and I hear it occasionally around SEO, but um, and you you talk about this too on paid traffic. So yes. tell me, like, when when do you make that suggestion, or when, when's the right time to think about it, or even to implement it?
1: Yes. So. I always tell people, paid traffic, there's two reasons you do paid traffic. You either do it to test, uh, you test something new, and you want to speed up the results. So if you want to test something new, and you're just trying your organic traffic, meaning just from your social media following, your email list, your customer base, it may take a little bit longer to get results depending on the size of your company, right? So you may want to pay to test and get in front of more people faster. But make sure you test small, because you're gambling, right? We don't know if It's going to work or if it's not. Um, Another way is because you already have something that's working and you want to add fuel to the fire. So ask yourself here, why do you want to run paid ads, right? Um, I always tell people, if you have something that isn't working, You know, if you don't have fire there and you add more fuel to it, there's no fire. There's nothing to get bigger, (laughs) right? Uh, Zero times three or four is always going to be zero, okay? So don't try to add fuel if there is nothing there that is sparked. So I always, I talk about um, something that we call the bestseller, right? You see this on Amazon, everywhere you go, there's, oh, this is our bestseller. And I want you to figure out what is your bestseller. Again, that may be different today than it was a few months ago. So what is your best seller? And then try to add fuel to that fire. But what happens is people will say, oh, my my best seller was pens and notebooks, right? Um, But I'm really struggling selling this one water bottle that I really think is nice, but no one's really doing it. Let's build a, a sales funnel for the water bottle. And I always tell people, why are you trying so hard to sell something that isn't selling, right? It isn't selling. So find the thing that is selling, find your best seller, and let's add fuel by using paid traffic, okay? But be careful because if you jump too soon and you're not testing and it was never your best seller to begin with, you might waste a lot of money and a lot of time and energy trying to get it to move forward.
0: Right. That's a, that's a great point. And it reminds me of the meet the customer where they are. Yes, right? Hey, if they're over here buying these items and that happens to line up with what you're selling, great. And if it doesn't, maybe think about selling that item.
1: Yeah. I think sometimes we get really caught up in, well, I'm trying to get rid of this one clearance item, or I've got (laughs) a really big stock over here, but we don't realize sometimes we've taken the wrong gamble or we're stuck with something and, and no one wants it. And we just keep trying to spend more money to sell something that isn't selling. So it's putting us deeper and deeper in the red. When you could go to the best seller and knock it out of the park and make up for the mistake in whatever it is you've got that stock in.
0: Right, so speaking of paid traffic, when you're yeah. uh, with your clients, um, how do you guide them along budget for that? Because for yeah. some distributors, that, that's a whole new territory. So how do yeah. you get them going on that?
1: Okay, so I always give this example, I hope this is appropriate, <laughs> but I always say, if you and I were going to Vegas and we were gonna go gamble and you're you're gonna bring some fun money, right? You're gonna bring money that we're gonna go there and we're gonna spend it and we probably aren't coming home with it. Like in your head, you know, this is probably gonna just be for the experience and nothing else. You're not expecting to go and win $10,000, right? So just like if we were gonna go away for the weekend, You're going on a girl's trip, a guy's trip, right? And you're going to bring a certain amount of money. That's how I kind of look at that when I'm talking to my customers. You're not bringing your rent money. You're not bringing the kids tuition, right? You're bringing money that if you lost it, it would be okay, right? So you want to do the same thing here. You want to bring the money that is kind of our fun money. But the best part is we get to test small and see what's working. So we're not just taking $1,000 and throwing it at it and then losing it all. You can test with very small amounts to figure out what is working, and then it's not that scary when you go to scale it, right? So you might start with you know, $10 a day, and then you're like, oh, that's not working. You try another one, then, ooh, this is it. So, okay, let's start to go to 15 a day and then 20 a day. You know, nobody jumps in with Facebook ads and goes from zero to $5,000 in a budget, right? right? They start small and as it's working, they keep spending more because you'll start to, what we talked about in foot traffic formula, the fourth piece is tracking. So you'll start to track, you'll know your conversions, you'll know what the cost per lead was and that the average cart of somebody coming into this funnel, into this Facebook ad, they're spending $25, right? So you can start to see the math and the math will guide you on if it's time to scale or not
0: got it yeah great great tips so one of one of the other things that occurred to me as you you were talking is and i'm imagining it with your business much like ours cuz we deal with entrepreneurs all day long is there there are obstacles right i mean every day there's an mm-hmm. obstacle right But what are some of the the biggest obstacles that entrepreneurs face that you deal with? And then what what are some of the coaching tips you give them to either go through them or get around them?
1: Yeah, I would say the biggest thing, you know, we work with go getters. We work with these these entrepreneurs who just want to do it all right. And one of the biggest things is they are doing it all but they're not necessarily doing the things that are going to get them the return on their investment. Right. And then they start to get upset with themselves or, you know, with the strategy that they heard because it's just not working. So the biggest thing that I tell people is let's really assess where you're putting your time and energy. Right. And then where are our customers coming from? You know, if you're not constantly asking things like, where did you hear about us? Right. Things like that. I like to ask a two part question. I always say, where did you first hear about us? And then the next thing is, what made you buy today? Because those are two different answers, right? They might have found you on the podcast. That was the first experience. But then after that, you did something on Facebook Live or they saw you on Instagram and that post is what got them to convert, right? So really understanding all the places you're putting your time and your energy and then asking yourself, okay, well, where are they actually coming from? And how do I go bigger or do even more of what is actually working?
0: Right, got it. Yeah, and, that, and that's really interesting because I, I feel like, you know, you've tied a lot of things together here, spending time on things that aren't working that we really wanna work. and And then, wow, this thing is working and really kind of going all in. Yes. Right, I think yeah.
1: that's what 2020 is all about. It's finding yeah. where we need to focus our energy and just go all in. And that's hard because sometimes our ego doesn't want us to let go of that thing like, we've been working on for so long. So yes, yeah. and it was, oh, it's been like your life's work or the whole year or the first quarter and you just can't let it go. So you hold on to something that you know deep down is not going to give you the result you want.
0: Right. Right. You know, and it occurred to me as you were saying that, um, and and you mentioned this when we talked a a few weeks ago, too, about mindset. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I know that, um, you know, the the great news is so if you're an AIA owner right in the community, uh, they're going to get a chance to to hear from you live uh, next month at our uh, national sales meeting. But can you talk, maybe tease that a little bit about mindset? Tell me a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. So as somebody who's been a business owner for 18 years, I would hear the phrase mindset and I would always think, well, that's not for me. I've been doing this for a couple of decades. I'm already successful. I don't, I don't need to do mindset. And now I realize that the more successful you are, the more you actually need to focus on your mindset because they always say the next, um, next level, next devil, right? There's always right. something new that's going to be coming up and happening. So it's so incredibly important that you're constantly thinking about. Well, what's the next step you've got to get out of your comfort zone so what does that look like so i think mindset we'll talk about this a lot more next month and i'm so excited but what we're looking at is where do we go from here what is holding us back um what are the thoughts that are serving us and not serving us how many times you know have we had a negative thought pop up since all of this has happened right and it's not even just covid this is a natural daily thing of you pop on Instagram and you see somebody else and you're like, oh, why are they so good at this? And I can't think of what to say. You know, how does he have a podcast? I wouldn't even know what to do every week. Or you just start to say these negative things that take over the way that you perform and you take action. And then you wonder why you're not getting the results you're looking for. So yes, mindset is a big thing that I personally work on every day. And I catch myself with those little negative thoughts and, I have them, but I've trained my brain to go, okay, that's not serving me. <laughs> How do we switch gears here and come up with something a little bit more positive? And an example that I'll use is somebody had said to me, So my brick and mortar, we have two performing arts academies here in Milwaukee. And somebody had, you know, asked, How are the studios? And I said, Oh, they're they're good. We're we're doing okay. And then the, the next question is like, Are you gonna make it? Like, I hope, I hope you're gonna get through this. And I said, Oh, I'm confident we'll get through this. And they said, well, how are you so confident? Because people are shutting down left and right. Like what makes you so confident? And I just said, because I'm committed to making this work. I'm committed to figuring this out. So my commitment is going to be the best strategy that I could ever come up with. Because I think that's what's happening is a lot of business owners are looking for the strategy, the thing that's going to save them. And it's not so much a strategy as it is the mindset that partners with the strategy to make it be possible, right? When you have a positive mindset and always looking for what's my next plan, you'll figure it out. There will always be another strategy. But if you're committed to the one strategy that you've been you know planning on and preparing for, and that's your plan, your only plan, you're going to have problems as we head into you know what is so unknown into the the last part of the year,
0: yeah, well, and it gets back right to the adaptability and the agility mm-hmm. right. So, hey, before I let you go, I did want to give a plug for your new book um, called Implementation Code. So maybe give me kind of four or five bullet points on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think we might be doing some giveaways with you guys at the event, too. So we're going to make sure to get you some books. Yeah. So it's called The Implementation Code. And I always say it was a happy accident that I wrote this during all of this craziness because now we have people saying, how am I going to work? How am I going to homeschool my children all at the same time and still have a great year and be productive? So this was written knowing that we've always had a lot to juggle on our plates and we've got to figure out what we want to really get done. Um, People are always saying, how are you doing so much? And for me, I just take action. I implement. So the implementation code is to kind of show you those step by step what I have to figure out is a yes, and what is a no, and really stripping things off my plate that, again, just aren't serving me. Um, and this book has become so much more important as we head into, like I said, such a busy time for us if we're juggling having the kids at home with trying to work from home as well. So I'm so excited to be able to um, share that book with you guys as well.
0: Yeah, well, we're excited to have you join the National Sales Meeting. Uh, you know, Thanks for your time today doing yeah. the show. And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing more about uh, Mindset uh, when we talk again in September.
1: Perfect. Clay, thank you so much. I'm really looking forward to it, too.
0: Yeah, you bet, Stacey. Thank you. Thanks for listening to On Air with AIA. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe to our podcast and visit aiacommunity.com to join the conversation and access the show notes. Until next time, be boldly you.